0: Hello, my heart-to-heart fam. My goodness, first of all, you're going to hear the same introduction over the next four episodes because I've got something so juicy for you. I did a thing. I worked on a really cool project for you guys with one of my dear friends in the industry, Courtney Tucker, who is a multiple six-figure business coach, mentor, who specializes in marketing and sales, and Courtney and I have very similar beliefs and views on the industry, how we coach, how we teach, how we mentor our values, and I wanted to bring someone to this podcast where we could just have a real deal behind the scenes, business coach, business to coach, business to coach, business coach to business coach, real deal conversation. There's no editing. There's no fluff. This is literally, you guys are getting a sneak peek behind the scenes of what two business coaches have to say about sales, marketing, showing up, getting to the next level of growth, income, and ultimately what we believe to be true to get to your next level, but also to get to where you wanna go in business and the truth behind the industry, the real deal stuff that you're not seeing talked about on social media, so you don't wanna miss out. Be sure to tune in, be sure to follow Courtney. You can get inside her Facebook group, you can connect with her, you can buy from her. All of her links are going to be in the show notes over these next four weeks. You can connect with her, you can connect with me. Dive in, I hope you guys enjoy. I'll see you soon.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. As you know, we have Miss Courtney Tucker here with us today, and we're just gonna riff. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure where this episode's gonna go, so I'm not even gonna give you an outline today, but <laughs> my guess is get your notebooks, get your ears ready, because we are just gonna break down the real deal of entrepreneurship, business ownership, and today we wanna just start with. The topic that no one's really talking about, and that's really breaking out of the mold of what business needs to look like, what it should look like, and really breaking out of the strategies that you maybe once were taught in business that are no longer serving you. And Courtney and I were riffing the other day in Boxer around some topics around what to bring to the podcast, and she shared with me an incredible client story. So we're going to start there today, and then we're going to see where this episode takes us and pour into you what we have to say.
2: Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Michelle. Um, We have been in business uh, doing online entrepreneurship long enough together that we were talking about just struggles that we see newer entrepreneurs facing in the online space as it becomes more and more saturated. And one of the things that came up was this idea of should And so many people taking actions they feel they should or need to take based on something they heard a mentor or a coach or an influencer um, say. And the story I was sharing with Michelle the other day was I had a new client come to me and I always do an onboarding call with them and we were reflecting on... A launch that she had just done the month before we started working together, and she basically said it was um, a big flop and I was asking her about the strategies that she put into marketing her offer and one of the things that she really leaned into was social media content and um, she hired a social media manager of sorts to create all of her content she spent hours on her content. And I asked her how many clients she converted from her content, and it was zero. Zero out of the five clients that she signed came from her social media content. And so we started, again, digging more on where did those clients come from, and we found that they had come from um, upsells from clients that had worked with her last year and referrals. And so I said, well, how much time and energy are you putting into those marketing channels to asking for referrals and to uh, reaching back out to past clients? And she said, well, none. So you put no time into where you made all of your sales and you put a lot of time and money into something that isn't driving sales. So it was just a good lesson, I think, and a good example of how we always need to be reflecting on what is working and what's not working, and lean into the things that are working for you and your unique business. And for a lot of new entrepreneurs in the online space, you may not be generating most of your leads and converting most of your sales from Instagram. And so really looking at what else can you be doing to get some cash flow in your business to start driving sales as you're getting started, and not feel like you have to put all of your eggs in that one basket.
1: Yeah. And I think it's such a valid point to take a moment to look at what's working and what's not working. I think so often in business, and I know I was like this when I started out year one, year two, it's like, you're kind of blindly leading and doing things just because you were told to do them. And I'm sitting here giggling a little bit, because if I could like shake that former version of myself, I'd be like, what the heck? Why aren't you taking a moment to sit and look at what's actually happening in the business and what's working? and not working. And I think there's this big message and this big persona with online businesses that if you're not prioritizing content, if you're not showing up seven times a week or five times a week and every single day inside of your launch or the thing that you're selling, that it's not going to work out. And I think we, we miss the gap on all the ways in which we can market and make money. If we actually looked at what's working for us versus what's working for somebody else.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I encourage, you know, especially anyone who's newer in the first couple years of your business to really look at, well, anyone can do this, but think back to the first five, 10, 15, maybe 20 clients that you had. And it's very likely that most of those initial clients were friends, family members, extended family members, old co-workers. I know like I had a couple of girls I went to high school with that, you know, I wasn't even close with to reach out to me. And so I think so often we get into this online space and it's super glamorous to think I can work with anybody anywhere around the world. And we really want to make those virtual um, connections and you will, but don't discount or, you know, disregard the people who are right in front of you. And don't be discouraged if your first client's our family and friends and people already in your network. That is super common and that's just where we begin. That's just how we get started.
0: Hey there, Heart to Heart family. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also head on over to hearttoheart.co, spelled just like the podcast, if you're ready to build and have a sustainable, scalable business that mixes the strategy, mindset, and energetic practices necessary to get you there. That's where the magic happens. Okay, now back to the show.
1: And I feel like no one's talking about that because it is glamorized, right? To be like, oh, I work with clients in Canada and Australia and women all over the world and you will get there. But I'll be honest. I don't think my first client out of the U S came till I was like, a year, fully a year into my business. And my first client was my sister. Like, thank God for her. She posted about me. <laughs> I'm so yes, I remember. <laughs> Right. And it was like, they get to be your biggest testimonials and cheer you on and share on their socials. And then your name starts to grow. And I'll plug in something here that... Court, maybe you feel aligned with or not, but I think something that's super underutilized in business strategy is Facebook, especially if you're not getting the traction that you're looking for in Instagram. And the reason I say that is because the people that are living literally on your Facebook feed want to know what you're doing. They're like amazed that you started a business. And if especially if you have a health and wellness business, mindset, coaching, business, business, coaching, business, whatever it is that you do, chances are somebody in your community somewhere that you know, from who knows where could benefit from your services. And I think we're so enamored and glamorized on Instagram and TikTok right now that we forget where there's actually people living and wanting to buy from us. But again, coming back to run your business solely on Instagram, because that's what we've been told. And that's what we've been taught.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're so right. And I hear this from clients all the time. And you probably hear this too, is when I, you know, suggest or bring up Facebook, they say to me, none of my ideal clients are there. It's just friends and family. None of my ideal clients are there. And I say, well, do you think that some of your friends and family on Facebook know someone who's an ideal client? And they're like, oh yeah. So when we start to think about the reach outside of our immediate network, then we start to really see there's a lot of opportunity there. And as a um, when I first started my business, I was a health and fitness coach like you, Michelle. And I would say if I had to roughly estimate, probably 70% of my clients came from Facebook connections. And so it's just a huge opportunity that I think a lot of new people are missing out on. For sure. Because
1: I think as business owners, we favor Instagram, it's way more fun and fluid for us to be on as consumers ourselves, right? And if you think about what we're looking at as consumers, we're looking at business coaches, social media managers, we're looking at all of that stuff. And we normally find that on places like Instagram and TikTok. So we're, we're personally not usually scrolling on Facebook, but especially if you work with somebody that's like a gem pop type of person that isn't in the social media entrepreneur realm, they're probably hanging out on Facebook and LinkedIn, and we're missing a whole different dynamic of people that we can be marketing to just by simply repurposing content that you're already putting out on Instagram.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, so true. Can we talk about something that I think people are probably feeling in their gut their stomachs probably getting a little bit nauseous i think nobody is talking about this but a lot of people are feeling this is there's a level of like discomfort or even some like embarrassment with marketing to people that you know in real life my goodness i if i had a dollar <laughs> Like is, is the girl I went to middle school with who I'm friends with on Facebook going to see this and what is she going to think? And I think that it feels safer for people to vulnerably share on Instagram because it's strangers, right? It's largely strangers. At least I know for like our generation, it felt really nerve wracking for me to put myself out there to people that I knew or know in real life
1: for sure because i think what we do with people that we know is like we can picture them and then we create like this whole asshole story around what they're thinking about us and we're like oh well i know her so she must be thinking this and 99.9% of the time it's not even true but what do we do then we take those limiting beliefs or those thoughts or those storylines that we made up choose
2: to believe them and then we do nothing about it absolutely absolutely so All of this to say, I think there's this really low hanging fruit that people aren't taking advantage of. Um, I started my online coaching business in July of 2017. I signed my first client in August of 2017. I had my first 8K month in November, my first 10K month in December of that year. And I didn't sign my first client that I didn't know or have some connection to until January of 2018. Mm -hmm. So that is just like a one example of just the opportunity that was available right in my own community. I even remember a guy I went to, I don't know, some dance with in high school, like as a friend, like a homecoming dance. He was just a friend of mine. Haven't been in touch since high school. He actually referred me, shared something of mine on Facebook. And a, a lady, a woman he worked with was my second client I ever signed.
1: Like yeah. these
2: connections we wouldn't even think of. And here's the thing, the people
1: that know you actually want to support you. And totally. I think Right? I think that we think that they don't, but they actually do. And to piggyback off of Courtney's story, I'll share with you guys, when I left my full-time job to become a full-time business owner, my current coworkers at the time all doubted me. They all said, oh, you'll be back. They all said all the things. They all laughed at me, chuckles here and there. And one of the girls from the office at the time had become a client of mine before I went full-time in my business. She, lo and behold, had an amazing success story, was sharing it all over the social medias. More than half of that office then became clients afterwards. And I'm sure, right. And I share that because here's the thing. There's a, they all did actually doubt me. They all did make fun of me. And even to this day, kid you not, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. And I think it happened for me to share on today's episode. One of those girls that I work with that made fun of me, literally messaged me two weeks ago on Instagram. I was like, I cannot believe how much you're fucking killing it. Like you are so inspiring. I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you. When five years ago, she was laughing my ass off as I was leaving the office to go start my own job. And I think it's just something really important to remember to just stay in your own lane and you never know who's watching and who needs your help. And I think it's oftentimes we tune too inward and we make it about us versus what's the impact I actually want to make and where can I increase my visibility and my impact.
2: Oh, so true. And whether those things come full circle or not, right, that getting a message like that, like, wow, how incredible does that feel to know that that just evolved the way that it did? But whether it does or not, if you are really going to allow yourself to stop or to hold back or to play small because of these other people who may or may not be judging you, like shame on you <laughs> like you have so much more available for you that you you are so much better than letting small people hold you back and unfortunately i see that a lot that happens to a lot of people is they just stay stuck they stay paralyzed they play small they don't take risks they don't put themselves out there solely because of other people's opinions of them and that's just really really unfortunate
1: and I think we do it in so many angles, right? I think we do it in the the atmosphere of people we know judging us, but also piggybacking off of even working with former mentors and learning certain strategies. And then now you're doing something different. And it's like, but I don't want them to see me. And I don't want to go against what they taught me. And again, that business box that we put ourselves in of who's watching me, Who's judging me? And how do I have to do things to please those types of people versus myself?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that this whole topic of letting go of what you feel you should do. And as a business owner, one of the best traits that you can have, one of the best things that you can do for yourself and for your growth on a daily basis is reflection. Try things out. I'm always encouraging newer uh, business owners to experiment, like experiment with Instagram, experiment with TikTok, experiment with different types of launch strategies, experiment with different lead magnets, because you have to get a feel for what feels good to you, right? So you experiment. It's like in college, right? Freshman year, you try out like all the majors. I think I switched my majors like 12 times in the first, you know, year and a half. It's like, you have to try things on for size, but don't just follow advice blindly. We have to try things on and then look at it from through a, a, you know, the lens of, did this feel good for me? Does this feel aligned? Does this feel exciting for me? And the other question is, is it working? Is it getting me the results that I want? And if the answer to both of those questions is not yes, then we need to reassess because there's always another way. There's always a different way. There's so many different ways that you can find clients, market your business, that you can serve clients. There's different ways you can structure your offer, different platforms you can use, different ways you can launch. different ways you can create content. Oh my gosh, it's just endless. And so I really encourage you to try things on, assess what works, assess what gets you the results you want. And if you're not getting the results you want, try something new. Yeah. And
1: with that, I think it's trust yourself to try something new, right? I think so often, I was just having a conversation about this today. I think so often we're like looking for the next strategy to save us and, or the next business mentor, coach, program, course. I mean, we've all been there. I've been there where you buy the the launch course, you buy the content course, you buy the sales course. And I'm not saying none of it's important because it is, but I think it's important to check in with yourself when you're doing those things of, Am I looking for something to save me or am I not trusting myself enough to look at the business and say, okay, the way I'm doing things in this moment isn't working. How am I going to pivot? But also allowing yourself to experiment from the place of this is I'm going to play. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to try something new versus now I'm going to try something new and this is the end all be all. And if this doesn't work then I'm screwed. I think we put so much pressure on every single strategy that if it doesn't work, we forget to play and we forget to experiment. experiment. We forget to do something new that could ultimately be the game changer for us. But there's so much pressure behind everything that we do. And we're so methodical around it that it's just, it's too much to ultimately create the result that you want when we're moving from that place.
2: Yes, that is so true. And I think the other piece with this is failure. Like when you are trying new things, you're not going to be good at everything and you're not going to be successful at everything. And so there's this level of vulnerability when you try new things that you might fail and many times you will fail. And something that I see a lot, especially in those early years is people just pivot so quickly without giving you know, new strategies or things enough time to really have quality data to say yes or no, did it work? So when I say, you know, assess, did it work? That doesn't mean try one reel or post reels for 30 days. And if they don't go viral, just stop creating reels or don't just try one launch and say it didn't work. And then, you know, I think there there's a level of too much pivoting and so I do think you have to like give things enough time to really be able to assess well if it actually, you know, worked or not. So I think you have to find like that right balance, you know?
1: Literally, I'm over here. I know you guys can't see, but I'm over here like taking deep breaths because I'm like, <laughs> yes, like preach because I have driven women, you know, if you're a woman listening to this show today is we decide things and then we want them yesterday. I get it. I'm the same way. Courtney's nodding her head. Like we get it on that same exact level. You want something, you want the money, you want the clients, you want the sold out launch, you want it all. And then again, I think there's this pressure of, I did the challenge for 30 days. I did the launch plan. I did the sales thing. I sold in the DMs, et cetera. And it didn't work out to the way I wanted it, pivot and make a hard, right. And then you're going down a whole avenue of not even realizing what wasn't working and maybe the system or the strategies that you were doing or giving them enough time. Because I think so often we're so dang uncomfortable being uncomfortable and not having the results that we want in the immediate moment that we're like, then we jump ship and then we coach hop. And then we're, it's like frantic all around. And then all of a sudden you hate your business that you once loved when you created it.
2: Absolutely. It's, yeah. you know, I think we as humans, right, not even just business owners, but as humans, like we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to fail. And so if you do something and it feels like a fail to you, then doing that thing again and failing a second time is even harder, right? And a third and a fourth. But y'all, you're probably not going to have a great first launch. You're probably not going to have a super successful second launch, maybe not third or fourth. Maybe you're fifth, you might start being successful, but it takes time. It takes time and it takes repetition and it takes reflection and it takes improvement and it takes vulnerability and taking risks and putting yourself out there and all of those cliche things that we hear. It's so true. It's so true. And if you are just constantly pivoting because you're too scared to fail again, You're going to set yourself back. You're going to have very slow progress, and so give yourself enough time to, you know, adequately assess if something is working before you jump ship.
1: (laughs) Literally, and I think failure is subjective, right? I think we we create what failure is in our minds, and I say this often. I say this to my clients a lot of the time. Is let's say you're launching a program and you're your sold out stature is five people, right? And let's say you get three people inside that program. You then deem that as a failure because you didn't get those five people and you didn't quote unquote sell it out. But here's the thing in the industry, it's like, we make that up. Like you made up what sold out meant to you. And I think so often we then take that And then again, we rely so much on the strategy or the mentors or the business coaches. And we're like, it's not working. It's not working. I only got three people. I only got three people. And I think it's also looking at the progress that you're making along the way of in your first launch, your third launch, your fifth launch, you had one person by two people, three people. Those are literal human beings that are coming into your world and paying you for the work that you do. And I think it's celebrating every part of that pivoting as needed, but also taking your time with the pivot, taking your time to assess again, what's working, what's not. And again, if you signed clients into an offer, parts of that were working and you probably lost faith a little bit along the way that then made you question and then shifted your energy in the way you were showing up and the things that you were doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we know that sales is an exchange of energy right? And so if you choose to look at your launches or your client enrollment as a glass half empty, I only got three, you're going to bring that energy into everything that you do. So if we were to look at, let's say two two coaches side by side, and one coach sets a goal of five clients and the other sets a goal of 10 clients. And the one who had the goal of 10 clients signs six right she fell short of her goal and the one who had you know five clients signs five and hits her goal now the client who signed less but hit her goal is going to show up with a different mindset right and that's going to build the momentum forward versus someone who signed more clients but now is going to lose momentum because we have to think of our energy as like an upward or downward spiral. Your energy is always taking you up or it's taking you down. And every small little action that we take, every, every thought that we have is either going to move you down the spiral or up the spiral. And so if you can just come through that lens of seeing everything as positive and celebrating and you know, continuing to move forward, you're going to see that you know, build and build and build your momentum in your business. So the mindset piece is just so important.
1: It's huge. And I know I see it all the time as a coach and mentor, and I'm sure you do too, Courtney, where it's like, well, I sold X amount of people, but I didn't do this. So it's clearly not working. And there's like a part of me that, you know, on Zoom calls or through the interwebs on social, it's like, you almost want to come through the screen and be like, but people are buying and what you are doing is working in some capacity. And again, we have to look at what were you doing? How are you feeling? What were you saying? Who were you being in those moments when people were buying? And then when people stopped buying, what were you doing? Who are you being? What were you saying? How are you feeling? Because who we are when things are silent, I think that matters the most. I think when people aren't reaching out, who we be behind the scenes is ultimately what makes or breaks everything that we do, every strategy that we ever try, every post that we put out. You can't just formulate the perfect words and put the perfect post out, and that's when people will buy. That's not how it works. If if that's how it works, literally, Courtney and I would be
2: out of jobs. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah, and I think people, I hear this all the time. It's like I'm doing all the things, like Courtney. I'm doing all the things. I'm posting. I'm creating reels. I'm in my DMs. I'm doing the things. I'm like, how do you feel about all the things that you're doing? Like it sucks. Like I feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable. I feel rushed. I feel pushy. I feel whatever. And it's like, start there because how you feel is more important than what you do. And I think so many people try to do the doing without feeling the way they need to feel to attract what they want to attract. And so they're spinning their wheels. They're Busy, They're working, you know, lots and lots of hours creating content in the DMs doing all the things, but it's coming from a very low vibe energy. And I want everyone to think about like, who are you attracted to online? You're likely attracted to watch and consume content from people who show up very confidently very sure of themselves that is what we are drawn to as humans and I you know I hear people say this all the time and I discourage people from like putting this in your eye help statement because it does sound so fluffy and so woo woo but we're all in some way shape or form selling confidence like everybody mm-hmm. wants to be more confident whether you are selling weight loss or you are selling you know relationship health help or business help or whatever it may be like we all want to be more confident confidence sells and so if you start looking at what's at the root of the strategy that you're implementing what is the energy that you're bringing into how you're showing up on stories what is the energy that you're bringing into your sales calls and if you can start to shift that at the internal level and you can start to come from a place of confidence and certainty even if you don't have the evidence to support it yet you are going to start seeing major results and what I learned about confidence on this entrepreneurial journey is that it's a skill. It's not something that you're either born with or not. It is something that you learn. It is something that you practice and that you develop over time. And so I encourage you to start practicing confidence and bringing that into everything that you do, because that's the energy that's going to attract whatever it is that you're wanting to attract.
1: Mm, So good. I feel like we could create a whole nother episode on literally who you are behind the scenes of business, confidence, trusting yourself and that quote unquote, you guys all know the buzzword by now, that magneticism, magnetic marketing that everyone is selling in the online space right now. It really is what Courtney was just talking about is that confidence that we are all so attracted to. And so I think I'm going to leave it there for today because. Otherwise, we'll go on for probably another hour and a half. And I'm going to leave those goods for the next episode. So guys, be sure to tune in next week. You're going to see me and Courtney again for the next couple of weeks. And we've got some surprises, real truth bombs. And if you guys are enjoying these episodes, you've got specific questions for Courtney and I feel free to just message us on the socials. You guys know where to find me, but I'm going to put Courtney's information here in the show notes. You guys can contact her, hire her, reach out to her, all of the above, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.
0: I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe to stay updated and head on over to my Instagram at Michelle Hartsman for all things business, fun, money, growth, and expansion. And I'll see you next time.